This is Ronin, the Prince of Denver and professional wrestling's only true vampire. And you are listening to Wrestling With Altitude. Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row. And joining me on this episode, I've got Villy Coffee. Villy, how you doing? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. Um, just got home from work and uh, I'm excited to be on here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. So first question out of the shoot I got for you. How did you uh, get introduced into this uh, wacky world of professional wrestling? That's an awesome question. Um, so when I was a kid, I remember walking past like the toy aisle and I would see like the action figures like John Cena and the Evan Bournes and all of that. And I was like, oh, I want these figures. And my mom was like, no, why do you want Barbies? I was like, because they look cool. And I had like the wrestling ring and stuff. And I remember um, the first match I actually ever watched was, like, Jack Swagger versus The Undertaker. I think it was on, like, Monday Night Raw. And, like, it was on YouTube because my mom got me, like, this I, the, like this old iPod that I could watch um, YouTube off of. And, like, ever since then, I fell in love with wrestling. And then, of course, when I would come home from school, I would watch, like, Monday Night Raw. You had me tuned in from 6 p.m. to, like, 9 o'clock at night. I was tuned in and then I'd come home for Friday night Smackdown and I kind of like started to fall in love with it, especially with like Daniel Bryan. That's like the guy that really got me to love professional wrestling because he was an underdog, but he Mm -hmm. still showed that he could persevere and fight through everything, especially when you're like a middle schooler and you have like no hope or anything. You're just trying to get through the day. Um, That's kind of where it started was just Daniel Bryan gave me that hope. So that's kind of where I got into wrestling. I see. What was the uh, what was your comeback to your mom about? Uh, why do you want Barbies? Do you... I mean, I was like, they're not Barbies. They're action figures. And it's funny because I have so many action figures actually in my room. I'm looking at them right now. And I mean, all my friends are like, why do you have Barbies? It's, it's the girls. It's not even the guys, but it's always the girls are like, yeah, you have Barbies. I'm like, they are action figures. Uh, Get them right. The old, the old, uh, the old adage, the old uh, philosophy, the old uh, religious war. The Barbies are action figures, huh? Exactly right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, what's um, in that? We're gonna go on a little bit of a sidetrack and route hole since uh, this is kind of a free flowing conversation. But what's um, what's some of your favorites or most prized ones that you've got? Oh, man, I would have to say the Ultimate Warrior. That is, like, my favorite action figure. I mean, he's just, like, the paint job and all that. Because sometimes you get, like, the weird action figures that they didn't do a really good job on. Mm -hmm. And this one, I mean, it's perfect. He's got, like, the Intercontinental Championship 
and he's got like the white and pink gear. That's got to be my favorite. Oh, that's cool. What about? Do you have a Holy Grail one that you'd you'd love to own in your collection? Um, I would definitely say probably like a Finn Balor, probably like one where he's in his like the Demon King uh, body paint because you don't really see those action figures as much. It's always just like him as the prince. So I'd definitely like to own one of those. Oh, that's cool. That's that's great. That's fantastic. So um, then what um, precipitated you uh, getting inside that ring? What happened there? What was the thought process? Uh, what happened? What steps did you take? Uh, all that kind of fun stuff. So um, I remember it was funny. I always like wanted to get into wrestling. I told my mom like at the age of 12, I was like, I want to be in the WWE when I'm older. That's what I'm going to do with my life. And she was kind of like, okay, do what you want to do. And um, I remember I was watching actually a TV show. It was called Chris Lee Knows Best. Okay. And one of like their younger sons was like doing professional wrestling training. And he was like 12 years old. And I'm like, why can't I do it? Like if that kid can train, why can't I? So, I mean, I kind of set off and I started like researching. And um, the first company that I actually, I actually ever went to, I was about 14 years old. And I remember it was New Era, uh, New Era Wrestling. And I remember going and talking to the promoter and I was like, hey, like I want to train and stuff. And he, he looked at me and he like was like, no, he's like, you've got to be at least 16 years of age to train. And I was like, OK, so a couple months passed by and I'm like, no, I've still got this dream. And I'm like 14 years old and I was lucky enough. I looked up youth pro wrestling training classes in Colorado <laughs> and what popped up was the butcher shop okay. with primos and. I like freaked out. I was like, oh my God, like this is a youth pro wrestling class training. And the first thing I did was I called my mom and I was like, can we call? Like, can we please do this? So she ended up calling um, Joe McDougal, who actually was allowing me to train at such a young age. And the first time I ever went into um, train with him, it was like something I've never seen before. I had all these people behind me and I almost had like a place I could call my home. And it's given me like that confidence and stuff. And I mean, it took me forever just to get to where I am now. But looking back at I've almost been in professional wrestling for five years, believe it or not. Um, just looking back at the steps that it took me to get to here. It's just amazing. Oh, that's cool. I want to dissect uh, some of the, th- the things that you've uh, you mentioned there. So uh, back at New Era, was that uh, you were uh, talking with uh, Joey Kincaid? I believe that's who it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, I'm pretty or, sure it was. Or Breaking the Fourth Wall, Zach. I, I could have been. I, don't, <laughs> I almost think it might have been Zach. Well, that's the same person. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. So, I have Joey Kincaid, Zach. Um, it yeah. definitely, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I'm just like I remember I had like long hair and I was wearing a blue jacket. It was yeah. the first time I ever saw like a professional wrestling event in Colorado. Yeah. And I'm coming up to him with my mom and I'm like, yeah, I want to train with you. And he was like, no. Oh. <laughs> He's like, you gotta wait till you're at least 16 years of age. Now, uh, which uh, was that um, still back in the um, uh, Buffalo Rose days? That was that was actually okay. back in the Buffalo Rose days. It was. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're getting right on we're getting right on that edge where uh, you know the Buffalo Rose had you know um, 
New Era had to uh, move away from there uh, because they were there a long time, but uh, Buffalo Roses was going in a, about a big of a, a remodel. So, you know, a New Era made its new home at uh, Mile High Comics uh, for the last uh, couple of years or so, you know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll go get back into there soon. Uh, I'm, I know everybody's been waiting for them, but uh, yeah, I, I hold that heart too because that was my first uh, independent professional wrestling uh, show too. Was uh, Buffalo Rose at uh, for New Era? So yeah, I, I miss them a lot. Oh yeah, I mean they've got some cool stuff down there. I mean it would be awesome if they came back. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean everybody. I don't know about you have been hearing, but I, I I'm hearing a lot of July, July, July. Not just because of uh, the All Star Game, but a little bit because of the All Star Game. But uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people have been saying July for a lot of things. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, so you got uh, in there with the uh, like I said you with the the butcher shop with the uh, with the uh, uh, Joe McDougal and and uh, everything. I am the provider, and, you know, pun intended, you know, because he is you know setting up that that. What was it like uh, first uh, entering into uh, that uh, training program? Um, it was really funny because he told me that I could do. Uh, he told me that I could basically train with the adults. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I'm 14 years old. And I mean, there was another, there was, I was the youngest one. So there was Austin, Logan Austin. Mm-hmm. And he was, I think probably he's like five or six months, maybe even seven months older than me. And then, um, there was Zach also known as Koo. And he was about 17, I think, at the time. He's a couple of years older than me. So I got to train a little bit with them. And then I trained with Jimbo Lucas. Um, mm. That was somebody that I got to train with. And then, of course, um, Duff Doyle. That He's an awesome guy to train with. Oh, yeah. But just being in that environment, I remember like being 14 years old. And Joe does not play around. You know, He wants you to do good. So we would have to go over bumps. Um, like over and over and over again. I remember my elbows were always bruised at the end of practice. And I loved it. I was like, heck yeah. Um, I was always afraid to do stuff, but Joe has all like always pushed me to do my best. He's always been like, are you going to do it? Like, let's see what you can do. Even if I, I've, I've been afraid to do something, he's like pushed me in the right direction. And I think that's such a cool thing about professional wrestling training mm-hmm. is you think that you're not going to be able to do something and you're like, Oh my God. And then you can actually do it. And you're like, wow. Okay. I'm a little bit of a star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the amount, basically the amount of support that you're getting from the trainers and even your peers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I was, expecting it to be completely different i mean when i got in there yeah i'm this small scrawny guy that you know i was actually probably five foot at the time but um you know i went in there and they're like you know embrace it embrace that you're shorter don't Mm -hmm. let that be a setback so they basically took all my disadvantages and turned them into advantages which has helped me a lot so oh yeah definitely i could i could definitely see that and uh notice that just uh just the presence in the ring because i've i know i've 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 seen you at least once (laughs) and you know just timing wise uh because of all the craziness of schedules that we've had this year with all the all the wrestling coming back but that's going to be 
thinned out and kind of smoothed out, I think, here in the next couple of months. So everybody can go to everything they can uh, be doing that. Um, let me ask you this. Um, how long was it uh, from the time you uh, got into training uh, your first day to getting your first match? Um, so it actually, it took me four years to get my first match. Okay. Um, and the whole reason being is because Joe wanted to protect me. His thing was, I couldn't see it at the time because I mean, you know, as a, as a teenager, you're like, I just want to get into this and be all this because even like Logan was getting booked at like 16 years old. And I was like, why can't I get booked? Like, you know, I've been training, you know, I think he started training maybe a year before me. But, um, even my mom was like, why aren't you getting booked yet? And Joe was like, it will come, but you know, you've got to gain more muscle. You know, he, I mean, he's straight up what I, which I love about him. He's like, you've got to get bigger. Yeah. He's like, you can't be getting thrown around in there with guys, um, and get injured. I mean, he really made sure of that. And like, yeah, it took me four years to get my first match, but I'm not even embarrassed about that because it, I was I had to get ready for it physically and mentally and everything um, in order just to be successful with that. So I had my first match when I was actually 18 years old. And I'm happy that I waited that long because I definitely wasn't ready. And I think um, there's a lot of guys that think that they're ready, but they're not ready yet. You know, you got to wait for your, your trainer's blessing. And I was waiting for Joey's blessing because I didn't even have ring gear when I wanted to get booked. So, oh. You know, um, I think I've learned a lot over like these past years working with Joey is that it, you know, it takes time to get to where you want to be, but you got to stay humble. You got to stay kind and you got to trust the process. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. I see. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's a great point for anybody listening to this. Let me ask you this. Uh, So in the time that you that, you know, you were doing this training for these uh, these these four years or so. Uh, what what did you do to fill up your time when uh, there was shows? Did you uh, help with uh, setup, uh, you know, production, uh, ring gear, ring crew type stuff, things of that nature? I did. Um, I would go and I would help with uh, ring setup when I could. I mean, one of the difficult things with being like so young and trying to get into the business is school. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like other guys, if they were, you know, if you started at such young ages going through high school, but then also trying to do wrestling because primos used to be on Sunday nights. So I would, I used to have to have my mom take me and then I would go for setup and then all of that. And then I even got to ref a couple of matches when I was like 14, 15 years old. But I think that's still important to this day is to go for ring setup and for teardown is to just still pay you, pay your dues. You never stop doing that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I had to do, though. You have to pay your respects. And that also doesn't just mean like helping with setup and stuff. That means going to other training classes, not just Joey's, but Duff's and Zach's. I actually got to ta- um, train with Zach and even Tony Morales. Mm. It was going to different training classes and just learning the different flavors of ice cream, as Duff likes to say. And uh, um, I don't think I changed a thing about it. Yeah. And well, in along the, if I could piggyback off of what you said, Duff said, kind of getting these little bits and pieces of all these different people of the things that they like to focus on, because everybody likes to focus on something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like one of the biggest things, because one guy will tell you to do it this way and then somebody will tell you to do it this way. And you're like, wait, which way do I do it? And the way 
Um, you know, like even for like a schoolboy pin, um, just like the setup might be a little bit different or whatever. Somebody might tell you to do something a little bit different with your footwork. Yeah. I always am like, okay, whoever I'm training with that night, I'm going to do what they tell me to do. And I'm going to go from there. And then when I'm in the wrestling ring and I'm actually doing a match, I'm going to do what I think feels more comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But I've never been one to question um, any of the trainers like, hey, I don't think that this is right or whatever. I've just always kind of listened and nodded my head like, okay, I agree with that, you know. Yeah. And that's the way that I was taught as well um, was, you know, but even by um, Eric Angel and Elias, I also got to trade with them too. You know, they're like, well, they might tell you to do it this way, but just listen to whatever they say for that night. Yeah. Do you feel in that aspect that that can be beneficial when you maybe work with somebody for the first time and something that you normally do one way that this person that you're getting into the ring with will do it that other way that you were taught? So at least you've got a great foundation to uh, rely back on. I think it's really beneficial because... Actually, I've had a couple of guys that I've wrestled that like do suplexes on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like, "Wait." And then I have to like reposition, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's still safe and stuff. But um it's very useful because sometimes people don't always give clotheslines on, you know, the right side. Some people are left-handed, so you kind of have to work yeah. with what people have. Right. Um and it's it's pretty useful, I think. So, like, anybody that's training out there, you know, they're going to tell you – everyone – every trainer has a different flavor of ice cream, but just trust what they're saying, and then you can kind of – It's I think it's cool. You can kind of take and um, grab what you think will work for your character and for the way that you like to wrestle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, once again, going back to little things you've, you've said, what was it like uh, refereeing at uh, such a young age? Were you intimidated uh, that the the wrestlers were going to listen to you? Oh, I was very intimidated. <laughs> I was terrified um, because, I mean, I think the first match I ever wrestled for or, like, I ever ref for was I, – I remember Big Guns was in there, and Big Guns is a big guy. Yeah. And I remember um, him screaming at me, like, not actually, like, screaming, but, you know, like, for his character. Mm-hmm. And – I was like, oh, my God, this dude is huge. And he's, like, yelling at me because I miscounted or whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, it gets terrifying, too, because you're kind – you've got a – you're an important role. You can't just be standing there. But also, being a ref is kind of cool. You get a front row seat. Yeah. <laughs> like, you also get to be a part of the wrestling match. Um, And it taught me kind of how pinfalls work and how submissions work, how long that all takes mm-hmm. besides watching – and it also – you learn a lot just from by being in the ring because you can learn from the way that the wrestlers are working with each other um, when spots are being made or whatever or if somebody is not okay, if they're injured or, or whatever, how they handle that. Yeah. So, I mean, you learn firsthand by being a ref in my opinion. Yeah. It, 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 in, it, in all aspects, you know, you can – you can as, as I think basically what you're trying to say is when I'm refing – I can then use that experience to when I'm going to be one of the participants in the match to be able to, you know, know where the ref's thinking, you know, how the ref is working with us, how how all that stuff is kind of working in, in sync. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot just from doing that. And even um, when people ref my matches, yeah, I kind of get an understanding of what it's like to be in their shoes as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how did that how'd that match uh, turn out? Uh, uh, do, you, do you remember anything uh, specifically, you know, who, who won? Anything crazy happened in that match besides big guns yelling at you? It's funny. I... I wish I did. That's like all I remember was just big guns yelling at me. <laughs> um, and that's literally all I remember because actually one of um, my teachers came to that wrestling match and he was like sitting front row and he was laughing. He's like, you did good as a ref. And he's like, that one guy's huge. And he was talking about big guns. I'm like, I know I was in there with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that you de- that's, that's one time that you definitely want to make sure – that you're in position because you're not going to be able, you personally, well, not a lot of people too, are not going to be able to, uh, uh, be able to move, uh, move that mountain. Or if you hit that mountain, you're going to be the one that's going to be moved. Exactly. Um, yeah. When I was refing, I absolutely had to make sure that I was out of their way. I mean, otherwise you're going to like fall on your face and then everyone's going to laugh at you. <laughs> so <laughs> I, especially with bigger dudes in there, as a small, tiny, little 15-year-old ref, yeah, I had to move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so what about the your first match? Uh, who was it uh, against, and uh, how did it go for you? Did you have some anxiety? The whole gambit, how did, how did that go? So it was crazy because um, JV actually wrote me, and he's like, just so you know, um, you're going to be debuting um, – you know, on the 6th of March. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was excited. I mean, when I got that message, I was like, oh my God. And then there's a part of me that's like, wait, I have no ring gear. Like, how does this work? How do, how do these matches work? Um, and I remember kind of leading up to it, I went to practice and I was working with Joe McDougal and uh, Roland Doobie and then Jacob Nix. And it was just kind of going through certain stuff. Um, so, you know, Joe was kind of showing me, okay, this is what you can do in your match to make it look clean and good. And then we would have to go through those motions. And I remember, um, like the first thing that I, that he taught me was it was a drop kick off of the middle rope. And I was like terrified to do it. I was like, Oh, this, this is going to be so cool. And I remember like looking at Joe and being like, uh, and he's like, if you can't do it here, you're not going to be able to do it in the match. So the next thing I know is I'm, I jumped off the middle rope and then I um, drop kicked Jacob Nix in the chest. And that is like my favorite video to watch over and over again. <laughs> but um, I just remember that. And then um, the night of the show, I was extremely nervous. Um, I was like, because I was told that I was going to be in the gauntlet match. Oh. And I remember that because I had to wrestle like not just one guy, but four guys. So I was going to wrestle Roland Doobie, B-Mobile, Jacob Nix, and then Cody Devine. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, how am I going to remember my spots? How am I going to be able to do all this? Um, It was a lot, but it was so much fun. I still remember uh, wrestling Cody, you know, and he took care of me in there. And he, you know, at the end of the time, the time i mean everyone's like you did a really good job for your first match there were a couple slip-ups but it was fun especially like how many people can say that they had a gauntlet match to be in a gauntlet match for their debut not a lot <laughs> yeah that's cool and uh how'd that uh, gauntlet match uh, turn out who did you 
progressed far enough to win it or just just missed it? Um, so I beat Roland Doobie and then so I pinned Roland Doobie and I was able to pin B Mobile and then Jacob Nix and then Cody Devine got me. Uh, um he cut me off and he definitely gave me a beating that night. <laughs> uh that damn Cody Devine. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 awesome. Uh, well, so far um, uh, in your your career, who have been some of the uh, favorite uh, people that you've uh, been able to uh, work with in the ring? Um, by far, I'm gonna have to say Eric Angel. Uh-huh. Uh, he is by far the my my most favorite to work with, just because like as a trainer, he is amazing. Um, you know, I learned so much from him in the months that I was working with him. And I remember I was going to debut with CSW and they told me I was like, it was a 20 minute time limit match or something like that. And I was nervous. I mean, I was freaking out in the back and I remember Eric coming over to me and being like, we're going to have fun out there, but it's going to hurt a lot. <laughs> and I was like, Oh boy. You know, um, cause first of all, it was my debut in CSW and I am also wrestling like a vet, yeah, um, like somebody that's I look up to, so I didn't want to disappoint him. And it was the most scariest, but it was like one of the most funnest matches I think I ever had, just because I, I like getting kicked in the face, and I like, um, you know, like having to do all these crazy, st- you know, without having to do all these crazy stuff, like telling the story. It was just, it was awesome. No, oh, that's that's great. I, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Yeah, and 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 additionally, the nerves of going in there with somebody you was training you. Yeah, um, especially with somebody like one of your trainers. That's something where it's like you want to make sure you definitely don't mess up and mm. you do what you're supposed to in there. Yeah. And uh, did you get any uh, feedback there from uh, Mr. Eric Angel on that um, afterwards? Yeah, you know, he said, you did a really good job. He's like, there was a couple slip-ups, but he's like, overall, you did a really good job. And that, to me, was awesome. Um, I was happy about that because I knew that I got what I needed to get done. Obviously, there's always room for improvement, but I was just worried that I was going to completely mess up the match or not do what I was supposed to. And... I mean, I was able to take it to the home stretch, and that was the longest match I've ever had was was twenty minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, that's great. Um, so another thing I want to ask you along the same lines, uh, because it's something that's a little bit new, and it's kind of spotlighting uh, you, you yourself as well as a few of the other uh, people uh, you know in the uh, industry here is the chopping block shows that Primos is is doing. How does it feel to have so, a, a series of shows? And I, I talked to J.B. Vernola, a, a genre within a genre, so a, 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 a special set of shows within the Primos umbrella that's kind of focused on you, yourself, like, you, like I said, and a couple of the other um, people that are, you know, training in the uh, chopping block uh you know, butcher shop, uh, gym and, and everything like that. Uh, how, how's that feel to, to kind of get that spotlight of shows on, on you and your, your peers? I think it's really cool because I don't think it's really been done before, at least in Colorado, especially with some of the newer guys, we're trying to figure out, um, how we break into the business. Mm-hmm. 
And it's a good opportunity to um, get out there in front of the crowd, but also show what you've got. I really, I like it. I, I have no complaints about it. It's fun. I mean, even like my last match with Logan, I was really excited for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we went out there, did what we did and we had fun. I think it's a good opportunity, especially, um, just to learn how to tell that story and how do I act? How would your character act in this certain situation? Um, and the storylines are starting to make a little bit of sense too. So yeah, I, I, I definitely like where it's going. Yeah, that's yeah. I do. I do too. I'm 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 watching. Well, of course, I was there at the last show as well. I've uh, been, of course, watching. You know what the shows I've been having to miss because, like I said, because of scheduling conflicts. Uh, but you know, hopefully, that's a a thing of the past for at least a while for 2021. Uh, yeah, I I, I enjoyed that. I want to ask you specifically about that match with uh, with Logan. Um, did you feel any pressure because, you know, you were, like I said, you, you came up with him training. Uh, he of course has ascended, um, uh, you know, since he kind of debuted and has gone to, uh, do some great things. And now you're getting in, you got into the ring with him, like I said, under the genre of genre shows where, uh, two great spotlights on, uh, you know, two students that came out of the, uh, the uh, butcher shop, uh, you know, uh, gym and, and things like that. So how did you feel about that match? Uh, what were you thinking going into it and, and uh, during it and and afterwards, how did you feel? I was honestly, I mean, because Logan and I worked each other a lot in training, so we knew we knew what we were going to do there. Yeah. Um, I was really excited for it. I mean, I remember talking with Logan. I wasn't even stressed about it. I'm usually like have butterflies before. Yeah. I think the only time I had butterflies was actually walking out to the entrance way because all my friends were there. <laughs> but um, otherwise, I was really excited for it. I mean, Logan's just such a cool guy to work um, because some of the moves that he he taught me actually how to do all those crazy moves. Yeah. Because um, he took the time to do that. And I'm forever grateful for that because he put more moves into my repertoire. But um, I was really excited for it. And I I remember it was like after he gave me the super kick, um, he like he like grabbed me and he hugged me and he's like, you did a really good job. And I was like, I'm happy that I even made Logan proud yeah. because, you know, he's obviously a vet. And if even if I was able to make him proud, I was happy about the match. So I... I, that was probably it was a really fun match to be honest with you. I'd do it again. <laughs> I'd love to wrestle Logan again. Ah, yeah. Well, heck, you know why not? the The chopping block uh, series of shows uh, promises to to be uh, continued. So there's there's uh, you know a future thought for uh, the bookers there at uh, chopping block and Primos to maybe do it do it one again once again. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe you can have a series of throws, a series of ser- series of matches, I should say. Uh, you know, have a little uh, stipulation or a little twist on each match. Who yeah, knows? <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, uh, what about the? I, you know, I know you you just uh, kind of uh, get us started here, but you have any uh, thoughts about the future of? Uh, people you'd like to get into the ring with and uh this can be you know uh, a month from now a year from now uh uh, a couple years from now and this can also be anybody anywhere anyhow any promotion nationwide locally internationally things uh anything you have your heart and desire that you uh, even though you may not be able to do it like tomorrow but you'd like to work up to 
Um, I mean, this is going to sound cheesy, but I would love to wrestle Marco Stunt. That okay. him because he's around my height, and I think we could put on like a great match. I think we could have a great match because he's Mister Fun Size and I'm Mister Five Point Two. <laughs> There's going to be something there that can happen. Um, I would definitely lo- love to wrestle Marco Stunt one day, and even um, Daniel Bryan. That mm-hmm. is a another guy that I would love to wrestle. Just because, I mean, that's somebody that I looked up to when I was older. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, even some of his moves, like the submission old and stuff, I'm I'm getting into that. So that would just be an awesome match to do as well. Right. Do you feel, uh, do you feel that aspect of being a, a smaller person, it, it kind of accentuates and kind of gives a little bit more to the to the character, to the wrestling of, of somebody having that, uh, the submission moves that it, it's kind of giving you that wow factor. It's like, Oh, here's a littler person, but he's got submission moves. That's normally what a bigger guy does. Uh, yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm starting to go a little bit more mm-hmm. because I mean, we all know like every, every, I'm like one of the smallest guys in Colorado to wrestle. So yeah. I've got to pull something out else that's different you're not gonna ever see me powerbomb somebody it's not (laughs) physically possible so if i can outsmart somebody by doing a submission hold why not do it and i'm actually learning um from jake shannon he's starting to coach actually at the butcher shop on wednesdays he's teaching us catch wrestling Mm -hmm. and it's been very beneficial because i've started to use some of those techniques in my matches and he's going to teach me some more submission holds so i'm excited for it yeah uh yeah, I'm glad you kind of uh, mentioned uh, mentioned that. Uh, how do you feel? You know, like I said, you know, we do. We're uh, unfortunately or fortunately mentioning a little bit about you know size and smaller size. How well do you? Uh, is, is he giving you any kind of great tips being smaller to be able to work on this uh, this catch uh, catch wrestling that he's that he's coaching? Uh, anything that he's uh, specifically, you know, tailoring you to, to the aspect of, Hey, I know you're smaller, but you still can pull this off by doing it this way. Um, yeah. I mean, yesterday he's like, you've got to realize guys, it's about technique. Mm-hmm. If you can get your technique down, then like size won't necessarily matter. But he also has told me specifically, he's like, especially with you being a smaller guy, we're going to get you to go for smaller, like limbs. Um, okay. And that's kind of where he's directed me towards is doing something along those lines. I'm sure he's got some ideas handed up to me. Um, you know, he's got some ideas that he's going to go through. But, I mean, even last night we were learning some different moves and we were all kind of pairing up um, with people. And it's a cool dynamic because if there's like six or more guys, I'm, I'm the smallest guy there, but I, I could be wrestling somebody like Roland Juby. And then I'm going to be wrestling somebody like Jacob Nix in the next two minutes. Yeah. And to learn kind of how to work with them. And my whole thing is he's always told me, he's like, you got to be on top. He's like, you've got to be quicker and faster than them. And I've started to stick with that a lot is don't let them get control of my head and don't let them um, pull me down to the mat. I've got to stay on top. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, getting that uh, foundation in uh like I said the the catch wrestling and then also the uh the other style is is kind of making your your repertoire uh well rounded oh absolutely um especially with the catch wrestling it helps because i mean 
you got to know what you're doing. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it's professional wrestling, but it's still got wrestling in the name. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of taking it back a little bit to the catch days. I like catch wrestling. I think it's fun. And if we can incorporate that into more matches, then why not, you know? Yeah. Why not do something a little bit different? Right. Did you, uh, did you, speaking of Roland Doobie, did you, were you able to catch his, any of his match, uh, at the last show or were you still in preparation for, for yours? Um, I caught a little bit of his match at the last show. I did see a little bit of it for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you saw, so you saw a lot of the catch wrestling that they incorporated in their match, huh? I did. I mean, Looks he, good. yeah. And he did that all on the fly. I mean, because, we were talking about it actually last night. Yeah. And um, he's like, I learned that all from Jake. Like just from being at Jake's classes, that helped me in the ring. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more with him. I mean, if you're lost and you don't know what to do to the guy. Yeah. Start doing catch on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a lost lost art form. Uh, it's uh, it, it's great. I mean, it's it's a STD. It's a something totally different. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, so we talked about the kind of maybe the far future, uh, then then, but not necessarily the uh, near future. What do you uh, got uh, in your schedule that uh, the people should be uh, aware of uh, that's uh, coming up for for you? Um, I guess you know I'm getting, you know, booked. I know for sure on CSW and with Primos, but. There's, you know, there's a chance of, I guess, maybe a different character that you're going to see coming out. Yep. I don't want to give too much away, but. Yeah, always tease the always tease the listeners. Exactly right. But there's going <laughs> to be a new character that's coming out that is going to be insane. And I think that people are really going to like it. And it's going to bring a lot of entertainment, to be honest with you. And it's a big role for me to play, but I'm excited for it. I'm definitely excited to be in this different role, especially for primos with the direction that they're going to put me headed towards. It's going to be very interesting. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I hope the listeners are as well. Well, uh, Billy, I think that might be a fantastic point to uh, put on this conversation, but before I do let you go, uh, people wanted to uh, say, keep up with you on the uh, social media where they could, they do that. Um, you can do it on my Facebook and then my Instagram is probably the most that I post on, to be honest. So, um, my Instagram is at Billy coffee. Um, and it's just me. It's like a comic picture of me that they did from CSW. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Facebook is the same thing. It's at Billy coffee. And those are the two things that I usually use the most. So <laughs> awesome. Great. I think that's uh, pretty easy. Yeah. So, uh, V I double L I C O double F double E. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you uh, for coming on, and uh, I can't wait to uh, see you uh, more in the future and in the person. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was an honor to be on. <laughs> Once again, a big, huge thank you to Billy Coffee for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling Without the Two podcast. And I want you all to uh, check him out at each and every one of the shows that he's at if you're in the area when it comes time around. 
All right, well, let's do a uh, Wiccan review since we've uh, had some things to uh, talk about that I got to experience when it comes to the wacky world of uh, professional wrestling. And that was the Chopping Block 5 Bigger, Badder, Choppier. So I was so happy to uh, finally get back to a Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling show. Uh, always a fun time to see them uh, in person and, of course, get back to wrestling and get back a little bit to, as everybody is saying, a little bit about the normalcy. If we could even call Primos normal but a lot of great shows uh, some of the uh, uh, fun matches I, I like I, I did like Philly's uh, match as well as Roland Doobie's match uh, that was fun as well as well as the whole night was just a great night to uh, just totally have fun with but uh, what do we uh, have uh, coming up uh, here coming in the uh, calendar that's in my view we've got a couple different events nothing this weekend but next weekend we've got quite a few things happening so we're going to start the uh, wrestling weekend off on Thursday with Devotion Championship Wrestling. They are having their bar fights line of shows. That is uh, happening on Thursday, May 6th. It's got to be May. May 6th. Uh, if you want to uh, get uh, tickets, tickets are uh, $10, uh, mask required. Uh, head over to uh, Devotion Championship Wrestling's uh Facebook page or their website and you can get uh, all the info on that right there. Then on Friday, May 7th, the return of Lucha Libre and Laughs, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Now, if you haven't gotten tickets to this, well, guess what? It's still sold the frack out. Uh, it got sold out, uh, you know, of course, with, uh, you know, let's be honest, limited capacity. Uh, it was going to sell out anyways, even if we didn't have level limited capacity. But uh, if you guys don't have tickets, let me, let me let me just give you a little bit of a suggestion and I'd like to see you guys do this. Head over to Lucha Libre and Laughs uh, YouTube channel. Give them a subscribe and you'll see some of these matches that you will have missed if you uh, did not have a tickets. Or for the lucky few of us that do have tickets, we get to watch and experience them again. I always enjoy when they have those up there and they are doing a great job of uh, getting all their back catalog up if I must say so. Then on Saturday, we've got a couple different things uh once again back over to devotion championship wrestling they are having their may day event uh from the uh gateway i believe uh at in salt lake city uh bell time of 7 p.m doors at six tickets twenty dollars once again head over to their facebook page or their website you'll get uh tickets right there for another live tv taping for them then additionally on saturday we've got uh, the return of rocky mountain pro for their uh charged tv tapings that is also on this saturday may 8th uh doors at 5 30 uh showtime starts at uh 6 p.m tickets can be purchased either via their facebook page or their website rmpwrestling.com you can look all that up or you know additionally if you are on the event bright website or the event bright app turn that notification on and you'll get uh those notifications when tickets go on sale for all of these events uh tickets uh, range anywhere from 10 to 20 and there's also a special meet and greet with uh, the Navajo Warrior that you can get in on for Rocky Mountain Pros event on Saturday, May 8th. I hope to see each and every one of you attend one of these shows that I mentioned or give some support to all the guys and gals that are busting their humps to bring you this entertainment, which is well much needed in the time that we are living. All right, so before we get out of here, let's... Uh, 
give a shout out to the Trending Topics Network. Do you like this show? Look up their feed in your favorite podcast catching application of your choice. You'll get other great shows such as All Beer Inside, The Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling Cheers. Want to get in contact with this show? WrestlingWithOutTheTwo.com is the website. Podcast at WrestlingWithOutTheTwo.com is the email address. We're on Facebook at WrestlingWithOutTheTwo and on Twitter of WrestleAltitude for the handle. Want to help support the show? Go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MrFourthRow. Pick yourself up a Wrestling Without the Tude t-shirt. It would be greatly appreciated. And I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with Altitude. Altitude.